Welcome to the Get Out of Teaching podcast presented by Larksong Enterprises. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diakos. On the show, we'll look at the who, what, why, where, when and how of moving out of your education career and into a life you love. We'll meet ex-teachers, delve into what we love about teaching and how to translate that into something new. We'll talk to people who can support and inspire us as we make the transition and work on identifying the legacy we want to leave in the world. So come along for the ride as we get out of teaching. Episode 11. Hi everyone and welcome to the show. On today's show, I've got the the great pleasure of interviewing Candice Allen. Hi Candice, how are you? Hello Elizabeth, I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show today. Candice, tell us about yourself, where you're from, um, how long you've been teaching and what got you into teaching in the first place? Okay, well, I am currently in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and I actually came here back in 1993 to go to university and I never left. So I have been teaching for 10 and a half years. I actually quit teaching. I didn't even mention this to you before. I actually quit teaching after one semester. So I'm a high school teacher. And I quit teaching after one semester to be a counselor. And then I went back into teaching after getting my master's degree. Um, So yeah, I'm out here teaching at a very unique high school that um, has a lot of special education students and also a lot of newcomers to Canada coming from around the world. Right. So it sounds like it's a really multicultural setting. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're a border city to Detroit in the United States. Right. Oh, okay. So there's that... So do you have people from the U.S. working in your, in where you are? No, but it's just a very, we don't, it's not, we don't have American students, but um, most of our newcomers are coming from the Middle East or African countries. Um, Mm -hmm. But just being a border city is quite a unique, um, especially Detroit, Michigan, you know, it's a, there's definitely an overflow. It's right there, you know, across the river and you're in another country. And so it does have an impact on the city that we live in. Yeah, of course. Well, that sounds really fascinating. Okay, so so how long have you been teaching for? So I've been teaching in total for 10, 10 and a half years. Okay. 10 years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And <coughs> and you're you're and have you been in that school the entire time? No, but mostly. Um, this school actually just changed a few years ago um, from a special education school. They closed um, a one, like one school and they merged them together. Um, but I've worked in a lot of alternative education um, programs. Um, in fact, I was able to teach at our local college in a program called SWAC, School Within a College. Okay. So I was a high school teacher at the college, assisting kids who really need to get out of high school mm-hmm. to get their diplomas. So I've done a lot of unique um, unique, unique job experiences. Plus when I quit teaching after one semester, mm-hmm. I worked for the school board as something called a change your future counselor. So one of the things I'm so passionate about is empowering youth, empowering people in general, but <clears throat> to kind of see beyond the limits of, you know, the boundaries that are created, you know, in the system. So that's what I've always been drawn to right now. I'm in the classroom teaching. Um, I've got a wide variety. I teach Um, an open level grade 11 parenting. I've got a grade nine pre-credit course. So it's called a K course. There's no curriculum for it. Um, It gets kids ready for English, but a lot of them are maybe at a grade two level. And I teach that. And then, excuse me. And then I've got a grade 12 university level um, social science course called Challenge and Change. So I'm constantly switching my brain to fit 
all the different levels in the students. It's yeah. very interesting. Sounds very interesting. So hang on a minute. Are you telling me you're not out of teaching? Why am I interviewing you? Oh, <laughs> I know. So I am not out of teaching. <clears throat> and I almost hesitated, but I, my, I had a definite plan. Can I tell you about what, why I wanted to leave and what, how it started? Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yes, do that. Okay. So I actually love teaching. And I think what I love is the students and the fact that in my little space, I can kind of do what I want to do. In fact, today I taught my students my eight principles that I used for my, my coaching job. Um, but what I didn't like was, <clears throat> excuse me, the bureaucracy of everything. Right now in Ontario, I'm not sure if your listeners are familiar, but we've been doing rotating strikes. In fact, last Friday, every single teacher at all levels, at all boards that were publicly funded were on strike support okay. workers, everybody. And it's been very, very difficult. That's still not the reason I chose to leave. Um, but in October, I had, I had a challenging student in my classroom. And this, is, this was just the tip of the iceberg. Yep. And I handled it. I, I deal with behaviors all the time. And I'm really, I have great classroom management and I don't get phased by it. But this student, I kind of nipped it in the bud each day. He would apologize, we'd move on. But this particular day, he went too far. And I told him that I need to file it, you know, put, a, put a, a proper form in and that I'd be calling home. When I called home, I started out with no word of a lie. Um, let's start out with the positive. Your son is wonderful, da, 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 da. I said, I have one concern, but it's not a big deal. I don't want him to be in trouble. I'm just wanting to know if you could communicate with him about thinking before he speaks, because sometimes he can be a bit abrasive. This mother just attacked me. And really called me to attention on his accommodations, which I was doing. And for some reason, when I got off the phone, I was livid. I was so incensed. And I'm not really sure why. Actually, I am sure why. I went down, talked to my vice principal. Hang I on, asked her if she'd just, ever... Just Sorry. slow down. I have to transcribe this later. And oh, I, I will slow no down. I'm going to be able to work out what to <laughs> I'm sorry. So just, when I get passionate, I tend to speed up, but I will I slow tell. down. I my tell. apologies. So, okay. You went down to speak to your principal. To my vice principal. Yeah, but, okay. And I just asked her if she was familiar with this parent. And the thing that uh, was mentioned was that most teachers were not calling her or not saying anything. Things have changed since then. But when I left, I was just so upset that I had done everything I could do, that I thought I was doing the right thing, and yet it's never enough. And I realized that I kept trying to stay in something that was really holding me back from doing what I really want to do. And I really felt that I was not being utilized for the skills and abilities that I have. Um, yeah. And I was just really fed up, and I made that decision October to leave. But then my life changed. Um, my marriage ended unexpectedly. And so I've committed to doing um, a three over four, which is three years getting deducted money, taking a fourth year off and hoping my plan is to move out at that point. I've got two teenagers and they will be finished high school by then. I plan okay. on selling my house and leaving. So I will leave, but things have changed and sometimes you have to adapt. So, so this is all very fresh for you right now. It's very fresh. Yeah. My marriage just ended November 25th. I believe that it was no October 9th that I made the decision to leave and I had leave. to have a plan. So it wasn't just going to walk away. So October 9, you decided you're yeah. going to leave teaching. Yes. Okay. And so you started to set that in motion. Yeah. 
So what, what were you doing to like get that in motion? I had communicated with human resources. Yeah. Um, I felt that um, because I have a toddler as well, um, and because my children were in school, that in, in high school, that I wanted to be in this, you know, honestly, let's talk security. You know, I make a great income. Um, it's mostly the income and the benefits. Mm -hmm. And so I had a plan. Like I said, it changed because of um, the separation, because what I was hoping, so I, in November, um, it was, I got back from a conference the day my husband left me. And that conference was about investing in my business. So I had gotten a financial advisor to come in to discuss with my partner and myself about finances with regards to leaving teaching and what we could do to prepare. So I do believe that preparation is paramount. Um, and that was my plan. I wanted to be able to rely on him financially a little bit to pursue my business, but okay, I still so, have the same end plan. So before you went away, you'd had yeah. this conversation with your financial advisor. Yeah. You sort of found out what your position was. Yes went off on the conference and when you came back there was this bombshell yeah especially i invested in my business twelve thousand five hundred dollars okay so you put so that was a huge which we discussed with the financial advisor <laughs> right. and when i came back he left and he never came back and he'd actually told me that he actually said that he couldn't continue to allow me to believe that he supported my decision to leave teaching but yet he'd never communicated that before. So it was quite a shock, mm. um, but it hasn't stopped me from wanting to move forward. Wow. You're an amazing, really resilient woman. Okay. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, That's why my business is called Phoenix Rising. Ah, very appropriate. Yep. It's all about coming back. Yep. Was it called that before this all happened? Yes. Right. yes. I have a huge tattoo on my arm. My license plate is Phoenix Rising. It's not just the name of my business. It's really... Um, about the transformation that I've already gone through. And I'm once again, living that right now and not losing. Um, because I think sometimes when you have a goal, right? I wanted to leave teaching. I was set on it. I did all the things that I thought I could do. Like I said, I contacted HR. I made a plan. I talked to my union president, like all these different things. One thing I was thinking about doing was to not leave completely but to move into supply teaching. Cause like I said, I actually still enjoy the students, yeah. but it's all the other things. I just kind of want to go in and go out. Yeah. I don't even know if that's something I'm even looking at anymore. Okay. So, so basically now that's not even on the agenda. You, you're just going to take this uh, three over four so that you've got a year to get it to work and yeah. that's going to be where you devote your energy. Yeah. Plus I have three years to be building and growing I am committed to this um, mentoring program that I invested in to assist me in building my online business yep. and to take it from just local to global. And I have confidence. And because if you lose the dream, then everything starts to change. You know, like you start to create the reality. My reality changed when my husband left. It, it was almost like, well, now I can't do it anymore. You're right. Yeah. And I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that maybe it shifted and maybe it's a little bit different but I'm still moving forward with the same time plan. And I just want to believe that I can. Yeah. That and, I will. And <laughs> so, yeah. So a lot of people, um, when I talk to them, you know, because I obviously I help teachers get out of teaching. Yes. Um, and when I talk to people about that, 
they just say to me like, well, you're being unrealistic. You know, I've got all these commitments that in like in your situation right now, you've got all these commitments. You've got kids in senior, senior secondary college or they're heading into that. You've got a little one as well. Are you crazy? Like, how do you think you're going to get out? <laughs> well, my kids believe in me. My kids seem to think that I'm going to be a multimillionaire one day and that they believe in what I'm doing. And that's huge. And you know what? I think the only thing that really keeps us in is fear. Mm. And like I said, I'm making, it's on the sunshine list now. I don't know if you guys do that over there, but when you're in a, a public servant and you make over a hundred thousand dollars, they put your name in the newspaper. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they do. So maybe that's where all the hate towards teachers come from. They do not do that here. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. So firefighters and whatever, it's, it's all in there, police officers. Um, so obviously I have a secure income. Um, I mean, I'm uh, high on the, the seniority list, so I can stay at my school, get my choice of courses. Benefits, our benefits are amazing. I can go for massages, chiropractic, and then we have a pension and summer's off. Why right. would you want to leave that, right? Um, and especially with the responsibilities of my children, but my children, I want to teach my children to do what they love doing and not to be stuck in something. Um, and I have to just believe that even if I took a less paying job and to supplement my income until whatever might happen, mm -hmm. at least I'll be following my heart. And, and if it fails, I'm still a teacher. I mean, if I wanted to go back, I could, would it look the same? Maybe not, but I just believe in that journey. And that's what I'm trying to teach my children. So I'm not going to leave us destitute. I have a plan. I'm intelligent. I'm not going to forget all that I bring mm -hmm. aside from just the, the lessons that I teach the curriculum that I cover. I am so much more than that. And I think the longer that we're in teaching, sometimes we forget about what we came in with. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as you're kind of leaving, you yeah. must have done some training along the way. So what training have you done or what um, courses have you invested in to get you to the point where you're ready to grow your business now? I mean, I know you said you've invested in the actual business, yeah. but you, you're, <clears throat> you're a coach. So what, did, what have, have you done to become a coach? Well, I have a master's degree in educational psychology. And so we learned a lot about counseling and, and, and uh, working with people, um, listening to their journeys and their stories. Plus in all my positions as a teacher, um, as I mentioned, I left teaching to be a counselor and, um, it's, and all the special education, the alternative programs to re-engage disengaged youth. Um, that's something that I've always been doing and using my skills always with it. So I realized that what I've been doing for my career the whole time is what I'm offering my coaching program. Plus I've been trained in mindfulness techniques. Um, I studied forgiveness using Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian um, forgiveness method. And, um, and that business investment that I made is with a, a very interesting mentoring program actually out of Australia. And what they are doing is guiding me in building my business to be online rather than what I've been doing for five years, just in my local community, teaching workshops, um, mentoring, doing readings, whatnot. So I'm just expanding what I've already been doing. Okay. So that's my background. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's actually quite comprehensive. Yeah. So, so you said that, you know, 
you've, you've had to go through this adversity and so you're not fully out yet. What, what was your plan? When were you actually going to leave? Were you still going to do the three over four? Yeah, the three over four was actually decided before I decided to leave teaching. Okay. Um, because the funny thing enough was that back in 2016, I had actually started to do a four over five. And, but then I found out unexpectedly that I was pregnant. So I'd started the deductions in September. In November, I found out I was pregnant through a vasectomy at 41. And so I ended up canceling that. In fact, next September would be my fifth year and I'd be off. So that had already been something that I'd been thinking about doing. I actually told human resources that if I did not take a break, I thought that I might need to take a break for mental health. Yeah. So something needed to stop, but three over four gave me hope. So this is literally before I decided to leave. Yeah. I thought, let me just do this and take a break. And then I decided I'm going to do that and then I'm going to leave. Right. Okay. So you, so you've had this plan in place. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give to someone who's feeling stuck? Because if anyone's stuck, I feel like it, it's you, like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're being left by your husband. You had all these plans that you were kind of working on and now everything's had to kind of shift for you. Yeah. And yet there's this real sense of, of hope and optimism that's kind of shining out of you. But what advice would you give to someone who's in a really dark place or who's feeling stuck? Well, the number one thing I would do is talk about gratitude. So when you're talking about your job and how much you can't stand it, how much you want to get out, imagine what that energy looks like. So what, cause I was there, I was like, and I, I've always loved the students, even that student that was challenging me. I'm always thinking about don't take it personal, whatever. Yeah. But when you are in a negative state, if you're feeling dark, if you're feeling stuck, that's kind of, to me, the reality that you create. So to begin with immediately today, how can you shift your perspective and start with gratitude? So I'm very thankful that I'm a teacher. I'm so very thankful. I have the income that I have, the benefits and all these different things that I have for now. However, if you're scared or you're wondering what to do next, once you go to gratitude, that will change your mindset and then trust the journey. I feel like when you get something building up inside, whether it's a marriage or your job or whatever, and you feel called to do something else. The, okay, here's a little saying, right? The neighbor goes to visit his buddy and he goes over there and he hears the man's dog whining, you know, the crying like, rah, rah, rah. and the guy's like, what's wrong with your dog? And the man says, he's sitting on a nail. And the man asks, well, why doesn't he get off? And he says, I guess it doesn't hurt enough. Right. And I use that all the time because you can be whining and complaining and bitching or whatever, but how long will you stand there? So, and I have real big concerns about financial security. I do not have parents. My, um, I was the sole survivor of a car accident when I was 14 that killed my family. In fact, my little brother's birthday is on Wednesday. He's four years younger than me. He died when he was 10 and he'd be turning 42. Mm. So the Phoenix rising is a part of my life journey. And I also believe that, but I don't want to struggle and suffer all the time. But what am I choosing to keep myself in? What are you choosing to remain in that's going against what your soul's purpose is? I am beyond a classroom teacher. Am I a teacher? Yes. And I will always teach. But I've always said I want to teach people who want to learn. I'm scared. I am scared. I have three children, but I have an education fund for all of them. And when they go off, I encourage them to, like when they start working, to save some of their money to contribute to their education. Yeah. Will they have debt one day? Maybe. 
but you know what? I've shown them to fight for what they want. Lucy, maybe we'll have an apartment one day instead of this, you know, four bedroom split level house and we'll live in a different neighborhood, but we will be okay. Yeah. And I am intelligent. I've got something to offer and I have to believe in myself. If other people are going to believe in me, it starts with me. And um, I think it's all about trusting and surrendering. Wow. What else can you do? So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. That's really inspiring. And it sounds like you have really been through a hell of a lot in your lifetime. I have. I'm ready for awesome things to come my way. And they are coming. And it sounds like there's a, a book one day as well in, in all that. Oh, it's already in the works. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to read that. Okay. Thank you. So, so, so you're in Canada. And yes. at the moment, you're kind of working in your local community. Yes. So, so if someone wanted to get in touch with you to use your service, can you tell us a bit about precisely what it is that you're offering and how would they get in touch with you? Certainly. So right now, I'm actually working on um, launching a pilot program. As I'm building my coaching business to be more global, I'm offering a great deal right now. What will be over $3,000 worth of investment is only $9.97 right now. And with that comes 12 modules. So it begins with kind of looking at where you're at and identifying. So the first thing we need to do is recognize um, what our blocks are, what our emotional blocks are, where they're coming from. And then I have the eight principles um, that we work through. So there's modules, there's videos, um, live chat, some group things. Um, and it's a 12 week program. So, so what people can all do- online? Is this all online? It's all online. Okay. Yep. But also through Zoom. So the live is through Zoom, like what we're doing right now. Right. Okay. So that's part so, of it. So maybe we can put some links and things in the show notes for this episode. Um, That'd be great. Website, um, and also um, it won't be up on YouTube, but it will be on the um, Buzzsprout hosting platform. So people can Absolutely. find it there as well. And one thing I recommend people do is if they're on Facebook, they can check out my Facebook page, which is called Phoenix Rising. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a private Facebook group where I'm sharing my transformational journey as I'm going through the separation. I'm very authentic and vulnerable um, because what's interesting is these principles came up in 2013 when I was going through a huge transformation and now I'm going through the separation. So those are things I've been using all the time, but now I'm consciously using them to work through this difficulty in my life, um, this transition that's affecting my whole family and I'm using them and I'm sharing that with the public in a private format um, for people who really committed to knowing more. So it's not open to everybody, but for right. your listeners, if they're interested in joining that, I would love to include them in that. So the, the page is called Phoenix Rising on is Facebook. Is a page or a group? It is a private group, sorry. Right. The okay. page is called, so my business page is called Phoenix Rising, okay. but within that there's a private group for, okay. you know, whoever is interested in that, your listeners. Okay, that's great. Thank you. And so I know that you're on your way out and yes. this is not complete yet. And I guess it will ne never be complete. But what's life like for you now? Well, I'll tell you that before the separation, there was this big yearning to get out sooner. And even though I was trying to be positive, I just couldn't wait for that to happen. The separation kind of made me realize that I have to be in this moment. So my new mantra has been just keep moving forward and trusting that that end goal will manifest. I am leaving teaching. I don't have a doubt about it. My kids know it. I know it. It's happening. Yep. But what I've been able to do 
is to pause a little bit and be in the moment and just accept it for what it is. So it's day by day, step by step, moment by moment, just keep moving forward. And that's helped me to get rid of some of the tension and the anxiety about when is it going to be done? When can I get out? Mm. Just relaxing into it and trusting that it's going to unfold as it's supposed to. Yeah. Okay. All right. So final question before we wrap this up. Um, And I'm, I'm asking everyone this question from now on. What's the legacy that you want to leave in the world? The first thought that came to my mind is the legacy I want to leave for my children. Um, I think that might be first and foremost, and I think that will expand and the ripple effect to the world. I want to be remembered as somebody who um, saw things from a higher perspective and who was always truthful and honest with who they were didn't hide anything, wasn't ashamed of anything, and just live their life with integrity. I truly believe that the way you live your life creates a ripple effect. And I want my children to be proud of the mother that they had. And that is the first and foremost thing that's important to me. My legacy that I leave to the world will be um, just with love and peace and just radiating truth and honesty. I don't know, but really it's about my children because I think that is the number one thing who I create because that's my legacy walking out into the world. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right? And I guess especially for you where you lost your family at such a young yeah. age, that must be hugely important for you. Yeah. I think often about, I miss my mom. She's been gone for 30 years this year. I was 14 years old when she died. And especially as I'm going through separation and I, I'm out here in Windsor with no family, but I have a tribe of friends and I call them my tribe because we are together. When I was going through this in 2013, I didn't know how to reach out and let people in. And now I do. I've opened my heart. I'm not afraid of being seen in my weakness and my vulnerability. And it changes everything. I just have like a tear, just a cinematic tear was about to drip from my face. I'm not even emotional. It's just amazing. Um, But yeah, I, I believe my mom, she's with me and she'd be so proud of the woman that I've become. And that's the legacy that she left. She was only 38 when she died. I'm 45, Yeah. you know? And um, I think that that's exactly the legacy I want to leave with my children. And that that will be what I'm putting out in the world. Look at the ripple effect I'm creating in my community, both here in Windsor, the country, the world. And, and that is what I hope podcast, to imagine like this ripple is going to exactly. be now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, thank you, Candice. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet with you today and to hear your story. Thank you for sharing. You didn't really hold back anything. So you, thank you for that and your vulnerability. And uh, I have deep gratitude just for having met you. So um, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you. You've been listening to the Get Out of Teaching podcast presented by Larksong Enterprises with your host, Elizabeth Diakos. Do you know someone else who could benefit from hearing more stories of hope and transition from teachers all around the world? Please take a moment to share this and other episodes via your podcast app. Each share helps me reach listeners just like you who can benefit from this content. The Get Out of Teaching podcast is proud to be part of the Experts On Air podcast network. For show notes and other resources, please visit larksong.com.au forward slash podcast.